I'm Austin from PopXCast, a pop culture podcast part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 96 of Game Life Balance Australia. I am your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by disgraced billionaire space program director, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. Well, you see, the thing is that spaceships, mm. ships that go into space, mm-hmm. need to be airtight. Ah. Didn't think of that. Because there's no air up in space, so why would you need it in the aircraft to begin with? Yeah. So we right. sucked all the air out thinking, oh, this will be the perfect pressure environment. <laughs> Turns out that they still needed air to get up there, and while they're up there, and when they get back down. Oh, dear. Oh, I feel so bad for those chimps. <laughs> the chimps that we send up second after the first astronauts. <laughs> To retrieve the bodies of the first astronauts. Chimps are a lot cheaper, it turns out. Well, that, and it turns out they need oxygen as well. Who knew? Their families don't complain as much. You know know who did knew? Who did know? Taronga Zoo. They knew that monkeys needed oxygen because they came to us and said, why did you steal our monkeys? Why did you put them in this duchy, this this Commodore, Holden Commodore-ass-looking spaceship and shoot them into space? It's just a Commodore that we drive off of here. (laughs) So, so for those who don't know what a Commodore is, think of a low-brand car model that was very popular in Australia. Uh, some people love those. Yeah. Some people love the old Commodore. It's, it's Holden versus Ford, but Holden's Apparently. reputation kind of dropped off a bit. That's like Chevy versus Ford in America. Yeah. We have Holden versus Ford out here. Yeah, but neither of them um, are particularly good these days. No, the reality is that like they're both bad and just buy a Japanese car. Yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah basically, that. yeah. Just don't. Yeah, because... Because just uh, don't buy one of those. Holden was bought out by General Motors. That's right. That's right. And then... And Ford is, well, Ford. Ford is still Ford. Mm. So, you know. <laughs> so it was... I don't know what I mean by that. I know, I know nothing about cars. I have nothing to say. I should not be contributing to this at all. <laughs> I can just talk to myself um, about cars for a very long time. I do, know, I do know that you should not buy... <laughs> I know this from my work. I can't talk about it. But you probably should not buy, yeah, cars that are not made by people from Asia. <laughs> <laughs> because for some re- because of my job, I know that you might have a bad time I driving say I, an American car. I can't disclose why I know that or give any better information. Or uh, you know, a car that you get just from a- some nation that doesn't exist anymore, and you have to put it in H. <laughs> just buy a Toyota. Yeah, they're seriously. really good. Or a Hyundai. They're, they're pretty good too. Um, anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's, I've, been I've never owned a car that's not Japanese. Actually, we should turn this. I've also never into. owned a wife that's not Japanese either. What are the coincidences <laughs> on that one? It's your taste in women, like just like your taste in cars. Economical uh, Japanese, <laughs> small and economical. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, she's armed and she's dangerous. She's armed with gyoza uh, and powered by renewable energy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. She's a hybrid. 
I don't know what that means either, but it made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm just so, looking at her like with this apology. So Maria like is literally in the kitchen right next uh, to us, trying to be as quiet as possible, you know, making gyoza yeah, and she, threatening to throw it at us. You know, she's right near her all the knives. <laughs> because of my wife ownership. In fact, it's <laughs> ownership. It's, it's literally the other way around. Because, like, I, I took her name and I'm on all her, like, family yeah. registers and stuff like that. She could probably sell me into slavery if she wanted to. <laughs> that's, that's the long-term plan. <laughs> that's, like, the... I'm pretty useless as a slave, though. <laughs> I don't work very hard and I complain a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're not... You, you... I'm not... I'm, I'm just not built to be a slave, Rob. <laughs> I just... I want my money back for this slave. It's just not... It's just <laughs> he not... drank all my... La- he drank all my liquor. <laughs> he drank all my lacquer. That, too. What's all the what's the returns policy on like anyway? No, never mind. This is a dark, dark path. We don't want to go. Down. And speaking of dark paths, the perfect segue, <laughs> the perfect. Oh my god! Fucking segue. <laughs> Welcome back to Game Life Balance, by the way. Yes, thank. you. Perfect yeah. segue to the game we're going to play today. <laughs> the Adventures of Milo and Otis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we've never left. So, Robbie, why don't you tell us a little bit about the adventures of Milo and Otis? As in the the movie, the film, the, the namesake film, yep. of the game we're reviewing Yep, today. indeed. Um, I remember seeing it as a kid. Yep. And it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I remember liking it. I remember thinking that it was fun. Yeah. Um, and it's basically about a cat and a dog, and they have a bit of a romp through the countryside. Yep, they know. go on an adventure. Yeah. Yes, as per the title, mm-hmm. <laughs> they go on the titular adventure. Um, <laughs> titular. And I remember there were perils. You know, I remember. I remember that they like like they were faced with different dangers. Mm. You know, like like water and I think one of them. I think there was a cliff, <laughs> notorious cliff scene. There was a notorious cliff scene, and there was a bear scene. Uh, yeah. So basically, it's like a cute animal movie with like a a kitten mm-hmm. and a pug. That's right. Yeah, there's a little little shitty little pug and a, <laughs> and a ginger kitten. Yeah. And um, it was very cute. Um, and I didn't know this until a lot later, but it was Japanese and then sort of released around the world. Um, but it was filmed in Japan. It was, um, yeah. And I didn't know this until later on in life as well yeah. when I noticed that the credits of the movie were all in were all Japanese names. Mm, you know? mm. So, um, basically, this was made in 1986 uh, by production of... It was a production of um, Fuji Television. Right, okay. Fuji Terebi. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's, uh, look, it was the eighties. There was a lot of money going around. (laughs) This did certainly make its money back. It came to the West three years later. Yeah. As the adventures of Milo and Otis. Yeah. We, that's what we know it as, as as, that, that annoys me actually a little bit because I always thought of it as like a buddy, a buddy movie. Mm. Like, you know, Milo and Otis, the the cat and a dog. Mm. They're like, Oh, it's an odd couple. And they have adventures, you know? And then I found out that in in Japan it's just called like the is Adventures of Chatteran. It's the kind Adventures kind of like the, the the first name is actually what's it called? Conetto Conetto. Uh, yeah, Conetto. <laughs> it's about a freaking ice cream. Conetto Monogatari, which means a kitten's story. But there was an alternative alternate title, which was the Adventures of uh, Chatteran, which is also the name of the game that we're playing but mm. it also it kind of has both titles okay. in a lot of un- other countries like france it yeah. was kind of named the adventures of uh chato uh oh, chatoran yeah so 
It came to the West in 1989. Mm-hmm. It was released in the cinemas and it was very popular on home video. Yes. Uh, it had its own original English soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, which some people might remember. We're going to take a walk outside today. We're going to see what we can find today. It's a real <clears throat> earworm. It kind of really gets in your ear, <laughs> into your brain. Uh, and it was uh, it was narrated by Dudley Moore. That's right. At the time, so kind of a like a, a funny English accent. Yeah. Um, to talk for the characters and narrate the story. Yeah. And then that movie did. Yeah. Probably. Let's be fair. Better than it or it deserved. Yes. Um, there but- were allegations that <laughs> a number, like specifically Australian media allegations, that like twenty kittens were killed during the production of this. Yeah. They were never substantiated, uh, and Americans kind of latched onto this and said, yeah, something's a bit sus about this movie because there are no CG effects, there are no puppet effects, and it looks like you're just, like, chucking cats off cliffs. Well, there's certainly a scene where the cat falls off a cliff, and you see it sort of plummeting through the air, Mm. and then, you know... They put a cat in a box and sent it down a stream. Yeah. So, these animals, which were kittens... And then a pug fought a bear. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bear. There's a bear scene. We'll get to that about the game as well. That's essentially bear baiting. It's like a medieval sport back in the Middle Ages. This is this is a true thing. Back in the Middle Ages, because there was no TV or Netflix or anything, mm. they just get a bear, right? They just catch a bear, and then mm-hmm. they just get a bunch of dogs and just sick the dogs on the bear, and just and that that was that was fun. That was like TV back then. <laughs> Who's gonna win, the bear or the dogs? Probably the bear. Yeah, my money's probably on the bear. You reckon? If you get enough dogs, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. If you if your bear to, to dog ratio, you know, is good enough, you, you might get some entertainment. I think that's the true. That's the true art of bear baiting is getting just enough dogs to make it interesting. Well, you know what they used to do in the in the in the charlatan like uh, freak circus days is they used to shave a bear and call it like a man pig hybrid. Oh my god! <laughs> because people didn't know what a bear looked like shaven, so it was just kind of like this big lumpy pinky mass. Oh, wow. It was like roaring, and you go, "What the hell is that thing?" It was. They, they they tranked up and shaved a bear is effectively what they did. Oh, poor bear. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. That's well, not I mean, much. The only way that story could have been better is if they got the bear drunk. I don't know why you would do that, but just may as well, I suppose. Well, <laughs> that stage, why why the hell not? Other than wasting good alcohol. I suppose so. Yeah, maybe back then it was too, like, you know, it's like a tough call to make. If you're rich, if you're some kind of rich, high, you know, you can get a, get a bear drunk if you're a rich guy, but for the common man, that's just not an option. <laughs> You just haven't got that access to that kind of fun. No, but apparently you do for tranquilizers. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously rich they people... They clubbed the bear over the head. That's how they drank to the bear. <laughs> you have to keep clubbing it along to shave an entire bear. Oh, As I said, this this is in, like, the freak show circus days of, like, the late uh, 19th, early 20th century, I, is, I do believe. That's a bad time for the world. Yep. Also a great time. Well... I mean, it was an entertaining time. Look, if you're in, if you're a fan of freak shows, then it was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Anyway, back to Milo and Otis. <laughs> so sorry, allegations. A lot of look. Apparently, like the claims were unsubstantiated. Yeah. But at the same time, if you look at what happens in that movie, there's no way that. Animals weren't at least horribly, horribly injured during it's the making like, of this. It's like you, you kind of like, like I said before during like the break. I was like, oh, that that's that's a pretty good special effect, and then you realise, oh wait, they, this is they, no- they probably just chucked her. <laughs> I mean, there was a bit of green screen in there and stuff like that. I did notice. Yeah. Uh, upon viewing, uh, like I, I watched it with Maria like eight mm. years ago or something like that. Okay. But 
I was saying, like, talk, we were talking to Maria beforehand, before mm. the episode, and um, we were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, there's all these allegations about uh, all these animals. And then I said, oh, the production company was Fuji Television. And she went, oh, yeah, animals got hurt. She's like, <laughs> I, I can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> They're just- this is a television production company, not a movie production company. It did come out in cinemas, but, you know, it was the 80s. And, yeah, they Japan could basically do whatever they wanted. It's just, just like a... Just a, a really power hungry, a power mad television studio with the um, Fuji Television was drunk on their really power. Really, quite popular, like one of the most popular mm. uh, channels back in the eighties. They were unstoppable for a time, but uh, mm-hmm. come the twenty uh, first century, they're just not as popular as they used to be. Right. They used to have all the best anime. Okay, hmm. and then they used to have all the best shows and variety shows, and a whole bunch of celebrities and festivals. Even um, anyway, back. Mm. Let's actually talk about the game. Sure, so, so that's the movie. That's the movie. They they go on an adventure, they fight a bear, they fall down cliffs, they go down rivers. Eventually they meet, like, a mate. Yeah, they meet their, like, respective girlfriends or whatever. Yeah, and then they have uh, a litter of kittens and puppies and then they make their way back to the farm and that's the movie. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers, yeah. the cat and the dog don't die. Well. 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 <laughs> the, the characters don't the die. The characters don't die. The no. actors, look. <laughs> Calling them actors is a bit much. Well... Look, I'm going to say this, Rob. They suffered for their art. So I'm happy to call them actors or at least performers. Oh, my God. It's like the Great Wall of China, but a movie. It's like <laughs> all these people died. It's not that great when it, you think about no. it. No. Anyway, uh, it's fine. Okay, so the game I found in Japan mm. for a total of 980 yen, including tax, right. at a book off. And it looked like it had never been opened or used. I think it was new old stock. So I wasn't sure if this game was going to work because it's for a Famicom disc system. Mm, mm. So the Famicom disc system is magnetic discs, which means it's a bit tricky because they don't always work because they're magnetic based. You know, they you know they, they ten- have a tendency if you if you leave them outside if or in a too cold, too hot, magnet or whatever. Yeah, or if you, <laughs> you you know you sneeze at it or something like that, the whole thing can fail. <laughs> That's right. But this one was working; it was fine. It came complete with the instruction book, and the instruction book even came with stickers. Oh, great! Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. Yeah, like, like untouched, really, yeah, pristine quality stickers. Yeah. It was very cute, so we actually. Can, we can pop those right in your sticker album, I see. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's where they're going to go. I think I'm actually going to keep this one as mint as possible for whatever reason. I think you should. I yeah. don't know why, but I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah, just, it's kind of cute. The stickers are quite cute. I it's for say. the ages. Hmm. Uh, so, the game. Mm, mm. Now, the reason we got stuck playing this game is because I didn't think this game was, would work. I got it back, and it worked, mm-hmm. un- unfortunately. And then I kind of <laughs> offhandedly told Rob that it worked, and Rob goes, Oh my god, I remember that movie. We have to play this game. I said I said it would be on-brand for us to play this terrible, on brand is definitely, terribly obscure yeah. game. Yeah. So it was never released outside of Japan. And only it was, on this obscure format yeah the disc system yeah which yeah. you know in japan wasn't the most obscure format no. but i think to us it seems really f- weird but it was never ported any yeah. anywhere else yeah and it was released pretty much the same time as the movie as a tie-in mm. and <clears throat> if you know licensed games back then that might give you a bit of an indication about the quality mm. of this game so why don't you tell us what the gameplay is about rob okay um so the game, as I said, it's all about it's all about Chathoran. It's all about Milo. Um, you are you are Milo. You set out. The game starts with you in this like tunnel or like a like a cave. I want to say, 
you emerge from that and the game is like auto piloting you out like you just it's like a runner for a moment i was like terrified and thought the game was a runner i was like oh no that, that actually would have been pretty innovative back in 1986 yeah but it's not it just does that for a bit mm. and then you can take over um the controls and then it's 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 basically a it's a platformer yep um that it it's, is i'll, I'll Okay, so the conceit of the game is that there's these sort of trees everywhere and there's these little enemies that run along the ground, like mice and cats and, I don't know, not cats, um, badgers or whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure what they are. There's things that emerge out of the moles. I think they're moles. Yeah. I think someone saw the moles from like Mario 3 and was like, that's a good idea and then like didn't yeah, do it Yeah, except right. Mario 3 wasn't actually out by this stage. Yeah. So this has a lot more Maybe Mario comment. 3 saw, saw chats around and was like, this is Yeah, we've got to steal that. No. Well, good. actually, the moles, I don't think the moles are from Mario 3. They're from Mario World. Oh. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Actually, there might be some... In, no, there are some in Mario 3, I think. Uh, anyway, forget it. doesn't matter. It, it reminded me of the, those of those moles. Yeah. Um, and they come along the ground at you, and, and there's these trees, and the trees are basically the main main platforms you can jump on. Hmm. Um, if you jump from below, you bump the branches, and um, like stuff flies out from on top, like eggs and uh, like milk and things. That makes sense, right? Yeah. And if you jump from on top, if you jump onto the branches, they drop fruit down yeah and you can drop fruit onto the baddies and mm-hmm. kill them so you can that's one way you can kill the baddies is by jumping on the branch and the fruit falls down and gets them um and the other way you can kill them is you can get eggs you collect the eggs from the branches of the trees and then you can jump over the enemies and hit b and you drop an egg on them and they die yeah um, the, the whole b button thing i didn't figure out for a while because yeah. you keep you kept you keep pressing b and you go i wonder what the apples and what the everything else is for it doesn't do anything yeah i think but you need to be jumping and then press B and then drop the egg. Yeah, for some reason I jumped and hit B at the same time, at, like mm. momentarily after, and was like, oh, I dropped an egg. Mm. And then I realized... Why eggs come from trees doesn't make I think, sense. I think you, well, it's sort of, I mean, I, you could maybe argue there's birds in the yeah, trees, okay, I but guess the so. milk doesn't... That's where it yeah, all falls yeah, yeah. apart. Because you can bump the trees and then milk flies out. And if you grab the milk, you go invincible, like the... I don't know, like the um, the stars in Sonic or the you know the special yeah, mushroomy the star, the star in, 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 in Super Mario. In Super, yeah, yeah. You, you get a limited amount of invincibility. Now, this is where we need to say that the controls. Oh yeah, I was, this is the elephant in the room. <laughs> are not great. No, like this is a, a Mario one ass looking game. Mm. Three years after. Oh no no. Uh, you know maybe eighty six. Eighty six. So. A year after Mario. It was it was mm. very much a Mario lookalike. It's ugly. It is ugly, but the hitboxes are massive in yeah. this game. Like, it's basically just a giant square around you. Yeah. And anything right. that comes remotely close to you will kill you. Yeah. You, it's one hit die. One mm-hmm. hit, one kill. Yeah, I, I got killed because I thought this bird would... Uh, there's birds coming, and I thought, mm. oh, they'll just skim over my head because they looked like they were... a above me yeah and they probably were but no they they intercepted your hitbox like a Mm. a feather brushed my like earlobe and I died Mm. um yeah the hitboxes are crappy the whole game feels like you are moving through thick thick pumpkin soup like it's just you hit the the jump button and Milo goes he jumps pretty high though I will say he jumps jumps high but very slowly and there's not a there is some air control it feels like the whole game has got suffering from slowdown and I'm not sure whether that's yeah you reckon it was like playing uh, a PAL game when it should be an NTSC game that's how it felt but it is an NTSC game Mm. so yeah look I don't think this game was received particularly well but it wasn't also the worst game ever it should be it's it's competent enough it's okay it's bad but it's like, I got, I, you know, I got to the third level. There's a bunch of games I've played at your place, AZ, where I've barely gotten past the first level or even, like, the first screen, mm. you know. And mm. this is, like, you can you can progress. If I sat down 
and like really wanted to, I could probably get far in this game. But you could, yeah. I don't want to because it's not very fun. No, very so fun. you basically... Oh, I missed the best part. Oh, yeah. Okay. Collect the help. If you yeah. collect so these letters... There are eggs you can collect, <laughs> yeah. collect, which will spell out H-E-L-P. Yeah. So you, you need to kind of randomly find these ones throughout the level. And if you get all of them, mm-hmm. then... Otis. Yeah, he drops uh, from the sky. Puske, I think in, in the Japanese yeah, version, his name right. is Puske. Puske. <laughs> uh, will come down from the sky uh-huh. and basically charge through everything and, like, kill the enemies. Yeah, he's, like, invincible and he just runs ahead of you and anything he touches dies and he yeah. can sort of clear some obstacles. Yeah, so there's two problems here. <laughs> Number one, you are not invincible to uh, Otis's charms. Yeah, so if Otis... Well, the first time if I... If he drops out of the sky... Yeah. And that motherfucker hits you. Yeah. You go down faster than a $2 hooker. That's right. The first time I summoned Otis, and I love saying summoned Otis. <laughs> it's like it's in Final Fantasy VII, and I had to, like, you know, like, make an arcane gesture or something, and this Otis falls from the sky. Um, I was like, oh, wow, it's Otis, AC. And then, like, he instantly touched me, and I died. Yeah. And then you were like, that can't be right. That was probably an enemy. And I was like, no, I swear it was Otis. I swear. I swear. So this is one of those games where, where enemies will randomly spawn. They will keep spawning yeah. unless you keep moving forward. And enemies do literally fall from the sky and kill yeah, you in this game. Owls will kind of come down and kill you. Yeah. And if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. So there's a bit of pattern memorization here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no continues and you can't save. Yeah, fucking Otis killing me was the... That was that was like the moment where I think I lost faith in this game. <laughs> when, when Otis, the at least in the English version, the, your, your titular friend... Yeah, that's right. ...basically fucking murders you. Yeah, I was like, dude, I thought we were buddies. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cat murdering machine. So the other thing, the the second problem with our our dear friend um, Puske mm. is that uh, <laughs> although he will jump obstacles, yes. he has a very limited jump, and if there's a hole there, he'll just fucking jump down and die. <laughs> He's just so, right in the hole and kills himself. Yeah, you you only get Otis Otis's help mm-hmm. in quotation. Um, fingers there yeah. for a very limited time, and yeah. he might not be that helpful until until you reach a suitably large pit. <laughs> He'll just go, he'll try and jump it, but he's obviously got a very limited jump, so he'll just go, ah! It's kind of plummets. <laughs> See I'm sick of this life, Milo. <laughs> Back to the friggin'. I'm going to take a walk outside today. From whence I summoned him. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, so, so that was funny. So we did actually, <laughs> it would actually take a lot of practice and pattern memorization to get through this whole game. Yeah, the only reason I got to level three is because I memorized level one and two. Mm. So, um, and there are some pits that require precision jumping for a game whose controls is not very good. Yeah. Like there's some where you really need to jump exactly on the very edge to make it across the jump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, look, honestly, <laughs> it's uh, pretty. Bad. It's pretty bad, <laughs> but the thing is that uh, the 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 levels are all pretty much the same, except they have different color backgrounds and the trees and plants change a little bit. Mm. So the thing is, this starts off in July, yes, uh, in summertime, and then it'll go July day, and then if you complete that, then it's July night. That's right. And then you keep going through this the year, and then basically the levels are the same until you get to uh, September. Mm. Uh, in which case it's autumn, so everything's kind of brown, and then mm, mm. December everything's white, and then uh, in 
uh, I'm trying to remember the seasons in, this, in the stu- that northern stupid hemisphere. Uh, then by like March, March it's spring, yeah. so they like, like you collect cherries instead of apples. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. Right. So everything kind of does change up a little bit, but the tile sets are very, very similar. And they're still all about jumping on trees, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, yep. it's all about it's all about jumping on trees, trying to collect eggs. I think if you get. I'm guessing if you get like 100 apples, you get a life. I hope so. Because there's no way to get lives back in this game. Yeah, we couldn't figure anything out. The game's generous enough. You start with six lives or something. Yeah. Which is a missed opportunity because it really should have been nine. But maybe they found that was too... Too difficult, to, too, like, easy. too easy. Sorry, to yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's not an easy um, game. So I think with nine lives, it would still be a pain in the butt. But it would be. Um, but there's no, there's no options really to make it easier. No. Uh, I will say this though: there is no language barrier here. That's right. Whatsoever. It's all Nothing, in glorious English. Yeah, it's all in English. When you get to the end, and spoilers, spoilers for the end of this game. Spoilers. Yep. Skip ahead to the podcast if you don't want to hear. Thirty-four years to play this game. <laughs> You've had. Um, you get to the end. You find a white cat, which is what happens in the movie. You like. You find your mate who's a white cat, mm-hmm. and you mate and whatever. But at the end, you just stand right next to what is basically a palette swap of of your character, and it just says, "Happy we are." Full stop. Full stop. The end. And yeah. it just says the end. The credits roll. Happy we are in that glorious NES font. You know. You know the one. Yep. <laughs> the default one. The default like, <laughs> like black black impact capital letters. Yep. Happy we are. <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. Roll credits, and I got to say the uh, staff for this game was particularly small. Yeah, probably there wasn't a lot of time. And this was this was done by a pony. Yeah, I just also just mentioned on on the subject of the staff. Yeah, that the soundtrack of this game is really fucking bad. It's like <laughs> it's deeply appal- It's deeply unpleasant. It's Look, like someone just sat down on a keyboard and just hit random keys and was like, yeah, I'll do. The first level is really annoying, but you can call it a tune. It has some kind of, yeah. Yeah, there is some kind of, some, there's something there. And something. obviously that was the best music they had. And yeah. then after that, it's like randomly like jabbing at a keyboard. It's just literally like, yeah. And so, Rob, what do you give this game? Like, what's, do you recommend this game in any way, shape, or form? If you're a hardcore Milo and Otis fan, what would you say? I am a hardcore Milo and Otis fan. I probably watched this movie like more times than I care to admit when I was a kid. Like, I probably, I, I probably asked my mum to get it out from the video store multiple times. Mm. That's my gut. Mm. So, as a hardcore fan. <laughs> Um, I gotta say I'm a bit disappointed I'm disappointed that I'm disappointed that Otis didn't have more of a role and I think the fans I think the Marlon Otis fans out there deserve better I think um, <laughs> I think the game the game plays like like literally, it's literally like moving through tre- treacle like when you're, when you're playing this game it yeah. feels I can't describe enough you get used to it the weird thing is you get used to it and and it and then it's weirdly playable and you can kind of get through it but the moment you pick up the controller your your first reaction will be like Ugh, like something's wrong yeah. you know? this is not this is not right you know I kept wanting to ask you are you sure this is like I know you like, flick the switch so that it plays an NTSC you see like, here's the thing like I'm playing this all on a, on original hardware there's no emulation done here yeah. we are playing it on an original disc in an original Famicom disc system mm-hmm. using an original Famicom at 50 hertz that going to a TV that can do 50 hertz NTSC so we were we were doing everything the correct and proper yeah. way here my friend and when I saw the YouTube video as well which looked like it was from an emulator but it was the same yeah um, so yeah the game is just really very 
very janky, <laughs> and um, that's the thing that's holding it back. Because it's not, it's like, it seems like a nice, simple platformer that would be fun for kids, but it's so janky and so like just slow and control so badly that it's just impossible to really recommend it. It's funny, I guess, in a weird way. Like if you if you think that Milo and Otis is funny, like if that if just the mention of Milo and Otis makes you laugh a little bit. Mm then maybe check this out. But I don't really think that's enough because first of all, well, if you're not going to emulate it, then you have to go down this crazy path that only a madman honestly would pursue um, to get, even get the game running. So yeah, I, I, I just can't, I can't recommend it. I come sorry. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> what do you think? AC? Well, I'm not sorry at all. And I don't recommend this game. <laughs> as someone, as someone who paid 980 yen, including tax. Wow. Tax inclusive for this game. That's more than this game's worth. Look, yes, but... I mean, it is rare-ish. It's... Look, it is a moment in time. I can see the Mario, like, inspired tile set of this game and Mm. the way that they wanted to do it. But you can't jump on the enemies. And I think that they made it difficult because it's... They made it long. Mm, mm. It's not the most difficult game ever. No. Uh, and one thing we did neglect to mention is that there are bosses. There is one <laughs> boss right. that just repeats throughout the last That's half of the right. game. Yeah, uh, it's a bear, of course, mm-hmm. and the bear looks like like it's just like a sprite of a bear that like doesn't really move. Mm-hmm. The bit that does move though is what looks to be like an off-color human arm. Yeah. It's like basically windmilling. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's, charging up. It's like it's got one of those. Do you know? I'm struggling to think of what it's called, but it's like a piece of stationery that you like a pole punch and you push it through and you fold the little clips down and it makes like a pinwheel. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a, like a little, it just it's like his spins arm, around. His arm is attached by this like little pinwheel thing, like a piece of paper and it's just spinning you, around. You need to drop eggs on his head to yeah. like basically hammer him into the ground like a 10 peg. <laughs> so bad. To get past him to get into the cave, oh. which is the end of the level. And, ah, oh, look... I, I kind of am glad that I own this game just because mm. it's such a, a it's not I don't think it's that rare mm. I just think it's an oddity it is an oddity like when you mentioned that it made me laugh when you were like I've got a Marlon Otis game yeah it's like- and it's a platformer and we can play it like with no language like there's no language barrier here at all it's yeah. just a Milo Otis game mm-hmm. I can't recommend this game um, <laughs> look the best absolute best thing I can say about this yeah. game is that if you get it complete in box it comes with some nice stickers <laughs> Some nice stickers there. That's about it, though. Oh, God. But I will say this. It is competently made enough to play. You can play it. It's playable. It's not unplayable. This is not a good game. No. So I don't recommend it. I, it's just laughable that this thing kind of exists in the first place. That's right. <laughs> AC, you've been out of the country. I have. At uh, least out of this country, yeah. On assignment. On <laughs> Simon. Yeah, kind of, I want to say, actually. Sort of, yeah. Sort it's of, yeah. Not, not entirely inaccurate. No, no. But you've, you've, been, you've been far away from home. Or I actually, have. Or to your, your, your home away from home. It is indeed, actually, uh, my home away from home. <laughs> <laughs> so well, tell us about that, because I think the people are interested. We want to know. People out here love hearing about your... Your sojourns in Japan. My, my Japan adventures, mm-hmm. yeah. We, we, love, was... we love it. We crave it. Look, pro- you guys probably more so than me at this point. <laughs> no. It was... I had a good time. Um, this time... Every time I come back and I say I'm not rested, it was really busy. This time was probably the busiest oh, really? I think we've been. Mm, mm. Um, I... 
basically we got to Japan. Getting to Japan was difficult because the fires were on. Yes, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah. The basically my story is that the smoke was so bad and flights were being cancelled that we thought our flight was going to be cancelled and that we wouldn't make it to the airport in Sydney in time for mm. our, our flight. So I asked my dad um, for a very big favour. I asked him to drive us up. Now, on the way we were going up, uh, we go up along the what's called the Hume Highway, mm-hmm. named after a very good... Is um, it an explorer? Explorer, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Hume, good, hovel, bad, basically, is what you need to remember there. Uh, the Hume Highway... <laughs> Uh, got closed because of fire about right. just after Goulburn, right. which is kind of like a third of the way there. Uh, there was only one way to go, and there are a whole bunch of cars all through the city. And, and like we were thinking, we're not going to make this. We're, mm. It's you know we have six hours, and we're not going to make this. And basically, I think our flight was at nine p.m. or something like that, or wow. nine or ten p.m. Mm-hmm. And we decided to make this move at. 12. Wow. Okay. Uh, and, and dad was so good about driving us up there. Me and Maria and May with all of our luggage in the car. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then the traffic, because they closed this big, massive highway between Canberra and Sydney because of fires, mm-hmm. we had to fight, try and find an alternate route. Oh, my goodness. So we basically had to go <laughs> over the, uh, the Great Dividing Range through the, through the mountains. Uh, well, it's probably not the Great Dividing Range there. It's, it's a whole bunch of mountains anyway. Mm, uh, and mm-hmm. it was all single carriage. So like single lane all the way, very slow. And then we had to go south rather than north, which was the direction we had to go. Mm. Basically go down, do a massive U-turn and go up through Wollongong. Oh, wow. Okay. And all the way to Sydney. Right. And during this time we discovered, and I blame myself 100% for this, mm. um, that the Virgin flight we were scheduled to catch... Mm actually took off and went oh no so we could have caught the flight Uh, no troubles it would have been no uh, no dramas but because we had such a bad experience last year with virgin cancelling all of their services and us not being able to get through we were super worried that we wouldn't be able to get there yeah yeah, because of all the smoke and it was so smoky it was very smoky um so i I made a, a judgment call at the time Knowing what I do about travel, because it's my business. I know what I do about Virgin, because they're kind of shithouse. Um, but this time, it wasn't their fault. It was mine. Mm. And uh, I'll wear that. Uh, and I made a judgment call, which was inaccurate. And totally wrong, actually. But it was the best I could do at the time. Sure. Well, uh, I mean, you, you got burned before. I mean, you can hardly be blamed. No, but, um, it, was, it was a six-hour slog, but we made it. Yeah. We made it to Sydney Airport with a couple of hours to spare. Okay. We got through, we were exhausted from the drive because we were all just like going, can we make this? Can we make this? We're going, I can literally get out of the car and walk faster than we are going right now. Mm. And that was like that kind of feeling when you know you're so far away. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. But, you know, Google Maps really worked out well because it tells you where the traffic uh, conditions are bad and yeah. how to get around them sometimes and stuff like that. So okay. we took a few alternate routes thanks to Maria. Nice. Good navigating. Uh, So we made it. Uh, We got on the plane. Uh, We got there, spent a bit of time at the farm, and then we went to Yokohama and uh, Gotemba for Christmas. Oh, nice. Gotemba is very near Mount Fuji. Hmm. Uh, We went to an outlet mall there, and Maria and I bought each other some very nice 
uh, coach brand products. Oh, fancy. Mm, very fancy, actually. We felt very well to do that day. You know, like, <laughs> yes, 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 we're, we're buying coach and we're pushing. I actually bought Maria like a nice wristwatch as well. She never mm. wears watches, but this one's very nice. Mm, it's mm. the uh, the cat from Kiki's delivery service. Oh, uh, the Kiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a, a really nice watch. Mm. Uh, and then we, the next day, we went to a water park, a hot, like, hot spring kind of water like nice. it was a warm water park and it was very cold outside so which was nice and they had like a a beer um hot bath and like a wine hot bath oh i think i've heard of this place yeah yeah i think i've heard of this Unisa- place. yeah unisense i think i, I think Unisense. i think joanna showed me a youtube video about this place yeah i probably showed you as well yeah it's, that's cool you went there oh wow yeah it was it was very mm-hmm. nice um Did they make you drink the water you can't like there's a little. Do they make you drink like a little bit of something. It smells like it. Yeah. No, no, you can't drink it. You shouldn't drink it. But they give you a glass chlorinated. of like something. They, no. They don't no. go like here's wine while you're in the wine bar. Nope. Here's some coffee while you're in the coffee bar. No. Okay. You, I mean, you can drink the water. I wouldn't advise. Oh it. no, I'm not saying the water. I'm saying like, no, they just give you. They a, don't. a themed. Beverage. Not at not at this one. Okay. No. They might do it at another no, one. No, that's fine. But it was a. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there was a coffee one and a mm. wine one and a sake one, and they they you go into one of these pools where the little there's a bunch of little fish that like nibble at the dead skin. Yes. And it kind of tickles you. And yes. I, I kind of like that. Was was, it, I, I think I need the problem. Well, I'm scared that my feet are so bad that those. Fit, I'll just come out with no feet. <laughs> just the whole will just be yeah. stumps. <laughs> It's kind of, they don't have teeth, so I kind of just kind of kind of sucker it off or something oh, like that. Or, I don't know. Yeah, May May freaked. Unfortunately, <laughs> May freaked out kind of halfway through that day, so yeah. we didn't really get to go mm. um, back into the water after she started like crying and well, all that sort of stuff. I'm sure it's very confusing for but, her. Yeah. yeah, we went yeah. we went there for half a day, and that was nice. Uh, then I picked up a friend of mine from Sydney, Michan. Oh yeah. Uh, who was visiting Japan, so we took her to the farm because she wanted to experience real Japanese life. Okay. Which she did. Mm. So, But she really loved the farm. Like okay. She had such a great time. Yeah, that's great. And then the next week, uh, Michan and I went to Tokyo to mm. meet uh, another friend of ours who we'd never met before, but we know very well from Lum Squad. Right. Um, Urusei Atsara, the anime that I really like. Uh, Is Lum Squad forming like Voltron and it, you're the head? And We call this Lum Squad Prime because <laughs> the three of us are kind of like the main members. And yeah, it was that week was freaking crazy. I took them to a theme restaurant called The Lockup where like you drink out of like beakers and like they have all this horror themed food. Oh, yeah, and yeah, monsters yeah. come out like and scare you <laughs> on the hour and stuff like that. And I didn't tell them about that. And they were like, what the hell is going on? It was so good. Uh, that's brilliant. Uh, and then like we went shopping for all this Lum stuff. We went to the Lum statue on the um, uh, Seibu Ikubukuro line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we went to karaoke. That was a really big day. And we did all of this crazy, like, really cool stuff. Like, we went to Akihabara. I went hard off shopping with Andre mm. while um, uh, Maria and Michan went to, like, the Sailor Moon Cafe. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so, we just did so much in a week. And I am kind of high energy when I'm in Tokyo. Mm. because like I know I've got a limited time so I'm like timing everyone going okay we're going to do this now and then we're going to do this mm. and then they go oh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't keep up it's like no 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 we've got to keep, we've got to keep going stay on the schedule we've got to cram exactly. as much Tokyo in as we yeah can. I mean you, you don't want to leave Tokyo so I kind of felt really bad for them because I was like totally like I, I took over like 
I gave them maximum Tokyo, mm. but I felt really bad because I was probably really pushing them. Mm. And they probably wanted to relax a bit more, but yeah, you know, at the same time, it's my holiday as well. And uh, well, that's right. I that's... gave them exactly what they wanted, but <laughs> probably wasn't relaxing. Uh... Uh, we even went to a penguin cafe. So in Ikebukuro, uh-huh. there is a cafe, mm. a bar. I think it's actually called Penguin Bar, where you just go and they have penguins there. They just hang out. Yeah, there's, 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 there's like a giant tank and there's like <laughs> five or six penguins, and they kind of like you, they swim around and like they're kind of waddling around in this mm-hmm. temperature controlled environment. And then at the like at like seven thirty or something like that, you can actually go feed them. So they give you fish and you can kind of dangle them, and they'll like kind of g- jump up and. And take the fish. It's so cute. That's amazing. It's so cute. I, I, it I co- a, keep it quite cold in there for the penguins? Or uh, like in the area there, it's mildly cold where mm. they are, but the rest of the... the um, They don't let them wander around the restaurant. No. They probably do a runner. <laughs> <laughs> or a waddler. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've never seen a penguin run. I think, yeah, waddling is definitely what they do. But they were so cute. May love them as well. So that was, that, was, that was a good kind of... Very Tokyo thing to do. Yeah. Like, go to a, a restaurant that has, like, cats or owls yeah, or something. Yeah, I've heard of an lizards. owl cafe before. Yeah, but no. It no, always sounds so crazy cafe. to me. I, I, I have to go at some point. <laughs> Japan yeah. is, is a very fun place. Um, so, the games... Uh, so, oh, I should say, after they left, and I did actually catch up very briefly, and I feel bad for this, um, with friend of the show, Elchan. Ah. I only saw him twice, and usually... You got to remember that I used to stay with this guy for like a month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before May was born, and we'd just like hang out and play games, and it would be fun together. And like, obviously, not it wasn't like we were together twenty four seven or anything because he had to go to work, and I went out and saw Maria's uh, hometown and parents and stuff like that. But I was primarily in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this time it was like I saw him for like an afternoon and an evening, mm. and then I saw him for lunch one day, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's not enough. I need, I need more time with, 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 my, with my mates. Hard so letting go of these. Or like seeing things change. Yeah, and he's got a kid now as well. So, oh, wow. Oh, his oh, kid is so going? cute. He was mystified because <clears throat> he's never seen me clucky before. And his kid is so cute mm-hmm. um, that I, you know, like we were all having cuddles. He's like, he's like about one year old or something. Like that. Oh. We were all, Congratulations, Elchan. Fawning over him and like playing with him and stuff. And he was like going, I can't believe like AC who never, who said he'd never get married and he'd certainly never have children mm. is all of a sudden being clucky over someone else's child. Yeah, it happens. It's weird. I don't mm. know. Like some part of my brain was switched on when I had Ruby mm. and now I think kids are cute and I never used to think that before. Yeah, so it's obviously it's, some sort of instinct kicks in. There's something super. They must protect cute little children, yeah. you know? Um, whereas before I just wanted to punt them into the sun, you know? <laughs> Not even a punch; it's a punt. <laughs> Just yeah, it's like, like a small kick, which is good because in Australia here we basically live like half a kilometer from the sun. That's right. Apparently, it's, it's pretty close. It's very, Just very reach close. Reach out and touch it. Get the sun out of my face. It's, yeah, you really need you get to get a broom that sun out and push of it away. <laughs> so I did. I did play some games while I was over there. Uh-huh. Of course, um, we played lots of. Uh, UFO catches or UFO catches. Oh, cool! Like the crane games where yeah. you try and win things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won. I finally won May an Umpaman doll of like the villain called Bakingman and he was holding a donut. Oh. He's down on the floor. Maria's pointing at oh, him. Oh, I can see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, because I've been trying to win her like a stuffed toy Umpaman for ages and I finally won one for her. I was so happy. Nice. Uh, so we played lots of those. I won a Lum Chan doll as well. Okay. Uh, like a, a figure while I was over there. <laughs> 
Uh, and I did play some Taiko Notatsujin. Oh, cool. Like the the, the, the drum games, yeah. Thing, the life-size. Yeah, the, the big life-size ones. And of course, I played uh, like Umpaman for May mm-hmm. and, a, and a couple of other games. Oh, cute. I did figure something out, though, about those games is that I was kind of on the hunt <clears throat> for a version of that that plays the Lum Chan theme, Lum No Love Song. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but what I have learned is that they up, it's like the same base model that they keep updating with like new songs, new songs. and new like, you know, banners around the side and stuff like that. Right. And like they, if the drums break, they replace them and stuff. Right, right. So basically these are always replaced. They're not new machines. They just, re- they keep replacing bits and bobs and parts of them. So I'm, that is gone. I'll never be able to play that version. Yeah. Cause that software is just not, the yeah, thing it's anymore. just not there anymore, which makes sense because these machines and there's like at least two in every arcade they're massive mm, mm. these are really really big things and that's one of the few arcade machines that's probably been like continuously in use like you know once that's been installed like yeah that in the early there. 2000s it was it was it was there yeah and it's still there I, and i did actually come across our old friend um oh uh denshi de go the train game oh right and it was like a full cab like yeah. a full like uh, a f- not like obviously it was as big as a train cab uh-huh. uh, not as long obviously <clears throat> it was like this big thing that you climb into and it oh, had all the controls nice. and everything like that wow but I didn't play it because I just didn't have the time. Like, mm. because it's a bit of a time sink, that thing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you kind of kind of be like, all right. Yeah. And, you know, one, at least one of us <laughs> needs to be keeping an eye on May at all times. I'm going to be a train conductor for a while, uh, baby. You can just uh, yeah. look after the child. Sometimes you just can't get away with that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, it's a tough sell. <laughs> uh, some of the stuff I bought over there. Uh-huh. Um, I bought a Mega Drive Mini. Ooh. So this is the the it's kind of like the the Famicom or NES Mini or Super NES Mini mm-hmm. SNES Mini, except this is for the Mega Drive and it wow. had has like forty two games on it. I want to say, huh? And they're done by M two, which is a super good emulation company. Okay, uh, I'll probably talk about that a bit later on. I didn't even get the chance to play it. I was so busy mm. that I did not get the chance to play this thing until I got home. Ah, uh, okay. I spent like pretty much like. An entire day mm. playing this thing. Wow. We put May in daycare the day we after we got back. Wouldn't blame you. And then yeah. we... Because we needed to rest as well. Mm-hmm. And we didn't go back to work until the day after that. So we just kind of were hanging around, listening to music and playing this this cool uh, game machine. Right. Uh, it's really cool. I really love the look of the Japanese um, uh, Mini Mega Drive. Because it's got like... Or Mega Drive Mini, whatever you want to call it. It's got like 16 bits... But it's got like 16 in like this big gold color on the front, oh, which cool. looks really cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it looks the same as our like Mega Drive version one model. Right. Uh, so I played a lot of Gunstar Heroes, uh, Go- uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, or Ghosts and Ghouls, whatever the second one's called. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghosts and Goblins. Dai Makaimura, whatever. Uh, Snow Brothers. <clears throat> the weirdest one on there was they released Tetris. Oh, okay. Like that was released like for a day and then all the other copies were destroyed so it's a super rare game hmm. but it, you get it and it's just tetris with different backgrounds so you know whatever it's um, it's good that it's on there it was just a bit weird yeah sure um i also bought a boxed sega saturn a white one which mm-hmm. was really nice uh it was kind of one of those things that was like four thousand yen oh wow that's cool and then everyone went why aren't you buying this and i kind of went 
oh yeah, why aren't I buying this? So I bought it, but I left it in Japan. Ah. Because my boxes were full. And, you know, I don't need this thing in a hurry. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't need a... You like burning... It's not I've, like... I've got a Sega Saturn already. It's, yes. it's all good. It's all good, kids. <laughs> it's all good in the hood. Yeah, it's just an aesthetic thing. Yeah. Uh, I got a whole bunch of other games, uh, which I shipped back to myself via C-mail, which I always do. I have been playing uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2 okay. for Famicom, okay. which the NES version is super expensive and rare because right. it was released towards the end of the cycle and it's a good game because it's Capcom That's, it is a fun game it's really good hmm. but the most interesting thing I got which I also shipped back to myself and I'll talk about in detail a bit later on is a PSX okay so a PSX is basically a PS2 combined with a um, a digital video recorder right okay uh, so there's like a, it's like a massive kind of, looks like a massive white VCR that you'd find back in the old days. Huh. And it's, it, it had a lot of faults when they released it in Japan. The the hard drives, which were prone to failure, mm. were proprietary. Okay. And so if the software on them failed, then everything failed. Mm. Uh, and the laser they used for the PS2 also was not very good. So it's really super rare to get a working one of these. And I actually managed to find a working one. Oh, nice. So it's, a, it's aesthetically beautiful, but mm. the insides are kind of not great. But yeah. I was like, I managed to get this thing up and working again, and I was so excited. Oh, so fantastic. I kept reading up on it. So I've put it in a box. Mm-hmm. I've wrapped it up in lots of blankets. <laughs> I put it in C-mail. So hopefully it gets to us okay. Because yeah. you and I should do a system review on that thing. Yeah, I'd love to. That sounds interesting. Mm, yeah. It's a, it a fascinating kind of relic of the past, but, you know. <laughs> just like us. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, it's just a, it, like, there's nothing new that you and I haven't seen before. It's just the fact <clears throat> that, this, that this thing exists. Um, so the last thing I'll kind of say, I got other things. Um, I got a couple of Game Boy games. I got Sumo, I got a new Game Boy and Sumo Fighters. Okay. Like the, I found a cheap Game Boy. Sumo Fighters is a super rare game over here in the West. Mm. But the Japanese version is pretty common. I got it for 10 bucks. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> uh, a bit of a faded copy, but I wanted to play it. Uh, and I got I, I, I got my one of the things I've been after for ages, which was a, um, a box copy. I didn't need it boxed, but I got a box copy of a Tower of Draga for the Game Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I you, everyone knows that I've got a, got a bit of an obsession with that game, despite mm. the fact I'm not good at it. <laughs> And uh, I think this might also be the time to say that we are actually thinking of going back to Japan. Oh, wow. In August, September of this year. Huh. Okay. Mm. Wow. So That's sooner than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my long service leave is coming up. Ah. So this, the end of June, will mark 10 years that I've been with the public service in Canberra. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. I've been back a lot longer than I, w- I was actually living in Japan. <coughs> That's enough. enough. Crazy, yeah. Two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. You came back mm. roughly around that time. Wow, it has been ten years. Yeah, far out. It's uh, it's 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 been a wild one, actually. So heck, that means I probably have leave somewhere. Yeah, you're like at seven or eight years now. I'd imagine. Well, I started in the A C at twenty thirteen, but I've been working in the A C T government before then, so I don't know whether they carried. I over don't think so. I think federal and local are different. I don't. I could be wrong, but yeah. I'm not right. sure whether they carry over. Three more years to go. Yeah. That's still not long. I'm rubbing my hands together, listeners. Yeah. So yeah, we basically in Australia, and this is it 
doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. Mm. If you work for a place, the same place, for 10 years, you get three months off. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Paid leave too. Yeah, paid leave. Three months off. You mm-hmm. just you just get it because you've been loyal uh, and you've been hard working <clears throat> for ten years. I don't think everyone. That's not a right, is it? That's like a nice fringe benefit. Uh, or is th- it a right? I think it might be like there are different right. things, but I think it might be a right. I think it might be a legislation that happened in the seventies. Wow. Well, then aren't we great? Yeah. Because well, honestly, like that's that's pretty cool. It is very very cool. So mm. Maria's got some long service leave coming up as well. So, we're thinking of heading back to Japan. We're probably going to live in Guma, but not at the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to go there for August and September. August is going to be super hot and humid, but mm. the Olympics are going to be on then. Ah, cool. So, we're going to go and and uh, yeah, right. maybe maybe see, but at least be part of the, the fervor that's going <coughs> on there at the time. Sure. And September should start cooling down at least a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, while we're there. And... Uh, you know, May can we want to put May in childcare over there so she can mingle with Japanese kids? Sure, basically. yeah, so. that's a great idea. Yeah, so two months off, middle of the year Brilliant. would be great. Bloody hell! It's yeah. um, it's a big kind of commitment to mm. go for that long, but I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm if if we can pull this off, that'd be funny. That might be around the time that Joe's going to Europe. I think I think she's going in September. Oh wow. That'd be really funny if you all rack off to overseas. <laughs> because what are you going to do without me and her? I'll have a great time. No, I won't. You I'll probably will, actually. You'll probably just play a whole bunch of games and won't even notice we're gone. <laughs> I'll notice. <laughs> sure you will. Sure you will. So anyway, yeah. yeah, I kind of sped through all of that, but that's basically it. I've got a whole bunch of stuff coming back, which I'll talk about when we get it. Mm. Maybe some games that we can play. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I did get myself a boxed Famicom. Ooh. which I don't own and it's basically for display purposes at this point because okay. I've got lots of Famicoms but I really wanted a boxed version so sure. nice. I got one of those for like 3,000 yen so awesome what have you been up to um, oh, you, you were Australia bound for the entire yeah. place and as I said we left when the smoke was bad but got worse so you lived through that experience yeah man it was it was pretty bad like I don't want to like undersell it like the smoke in Canberra was extremely thick mm. at certain points and like very noxious so we the were the air quality was the worst in the world yeah for, for a, a couple of days for a few days there it was it was the worst in the world and it was like literally don't just don't leave the house just stay yeah. inside um thankfully the fire has not hit our city it yet. has come bloody close bloody close yes um but what's happened is we've been kind of surrounded by fires for, the, for over like two months now and yeah so Every few days, like, just a lot of smoke blows in from, um, whether it's from the coast or from, you know, out west or wherever it is, the, the smoke comes in. And because we live in a valley, it just kind of hangs here and and, and lingers. Mm. Um, so, pretty much throughout Christmas and New Year's was the the worst actual um, part patch of it. Um, New Year's Day was, was quite bad as well. So, yeah, New Year's Eve, actually, Joanna was going to go out. Um, to like a party or something and I was a little worried when she left like because it was in the middle of the night and the, mm. the, the smoke was so thick I was like oh my god be careful on the roads you know because mm. it's it's like quite dangerous actually um, but yeah 
mainly uh, mainly in Canberra, we've been observing the rest of Australia's tragedy rather than living through it ourselves. Which well, is... we kind of lived through it like 17 years ago during the, the great 2003 fire. So well, that's right. We've, we've kind of been there, done that. But we mm. a lot of people were having flashbacks and, and anxiety and, <clears throat> and PTSD and hoping that that wouldn't happen again. Well, yeah, it certainly made me feel a bit on edge, like um, having lived through all of that. And we almost lost our house mm. um, 17 years ago. So... Yeah, it definitely brought back some memories. Wow. Yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> the smoke is... I mean, look, this, the fires are still burning and there is still a bit of smoke hanging around. And there's still a danger to Canberra, like just mm. south of Canberra. Mm. The, the, the fires are still going. And for a, a couple of days last week, the winds were so strong and it was so dry, it looked like that it might actually re- reach Thawa. Yeah. Which is just south of Canberra, and then mm. just basically tear through the valley, the Tongan yeah. Valley. Yeah, and well, everyone thought that that was just going to happen. Like people had evacuation plans, mm-hmm. people had their bags packed. Yeah, everything was ready to go for a lot of people on the south side of Canberra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- thankfully that didn't actually end up happening yet. Mm. So thanks to the firefighters who did a really tremendous job of keeping that fire at bay. Yeah, they really are heroes, and it's um, something I've been thinking about a lot as all this progresses is. Um, just the fact that we have volunteer firefighters just seems like, you know, God bless them. But my goodness, if this keeps happening, we, I don't think that's adequate. Um, yeah. So that was, that was a time. So in mm. the middle of all of that, of like the smoke and, and like, like we, we, we've got a laundry, we still have a laundry basket in our, in our um, living room that's full of all our essentials. Like, and it's got like canned food and some water and stuff in it. And like, yeah. um, uh, like our important documents and stuff so yeah. that if we need to bail out at the drop of a hat we can yeah um, but thankfully it's looking looking like hopefully the worst has passed mm. um, there is a lot of rain predicted for this weekend yeah basically um, it was raining spots here and then it turns out that uh, Queensland and northern New South Wales are getting hammered with rain mm-hmm. like basically all the time Flooded, for the next three days yeah which is good that we're getting rain but also like of course when it rains it pours in this case literally yeah like I'm worried it's going to be flooding yeah so the people who have like just endured all these fires are now going to get and also the the ground is so dry after the after the eventful summer that we've had that the water's not seeping into the ground it's just like it's like it's so dry that it's leveling out on top it's not seeping into the ground like it normally would so it's 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 also a problem absolutely crazy Mm. crazy times for us out here but we we survived we're fine yeah Um, we're okay in, in the middle of all of that I had a little Christmas, which was, which was nice. Um, had the family over to, to my place, um, which is the, the first time I've ever hosted Christmas at my own house. Your own abode? Like, yeah, we did the family Christmas thing at my place, which actually I was like, this feels really good. You know, like it was nice. Yeah. Um, I think out my place was the right place to really? have it. You got a bit of room at your place. Yeah. More so my parents' place is nice, but it's a bit cluttered. Mm. Um, and John's living with friends. It's not the same. So. Mine was the the best option, um, and Joe was great. So we prepared all this food, and, and people brought people. It was the sort of bring a plate type of deal, which was which was great. Um, yeah, that was a that was a lovely time. That was there was Christmas Eve. This is what it's like when you're divorced. See, we had Ruby for Christmas Eve, ah. so Christmas Eve was the party, and then Christmas Day we dropped Ruby back with her mum. And then Joanna and I just kind of like hanged around the house and just like did whatever the fuck we wanted. It was like the most surreal Christmas day ever because I had no commitments, no responsibilities, mm. didn't have to go anywhere, had no family members, like cousins and uncles and stuff to talk to. I just played video games and chilled in my house. And it was that like, sounds nice. It was, this is this is how you should do it. 
you know just have a society's the problem <laughs> it's all these people <laughs> yeah, yeah. if we could get rid of all the people society wouldn't be so bad yeah that's, right. that's exactly right AC that's going to be taken out of context one day <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah Christmas was good then um, New Year's we had I volunteer. I foolishly volunteered to take Ruby for New Year's Eve um, what what um, so <laughs> why would you do such a thing because I, I, I enjoy like last year not last year the year before 2018 I had Ruby for New Year's Eve and mm-hmm. I just like had a little New Year's Eve party with her and it was kind of cute like we just made some food and watched the fireworks on TV and da- danced around the living room and I was like that's cute I'll do that again this year um, so roped Joanna into that and she's like no I wanted to go out and have fun and stuff I'm like oh yeah that's right you've, you've, yeah, you've got you a still, life you still have a life that you care about that'll go <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hit your thirties. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that yeah, you actually. So did she end up going out, or did you force her things. to stay home? No, she went out. We, we, well, that's good. She stuck. She stuck around until we went to bed, um, and then and then hit hit the hit the town. Hit the town, yeah. Um, so she had a, a night out, which is she had a great time that's as good. well. Um, she managed to get to the party back without dying in the in the smoke. Um, what else did we get up to on the holiday? I took I took most of January off on leave. I took. I had one week back at work and I went back for a week and it was dead and, and it was perfect because it was almost like I was on leave still. It yeah. It's quite, quite relaxing and then, and almost. You, you took more time and off after that. And then took more time off after that. Ah, clever boy. Um, Go back when it's dead then take a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's the smart move, right? Um, and so I had, it felt like I had pretty much all of January and a big chunk of December off, which was great and very needed after the stressful year I had. Mm. Um, so I'm feeling sort of quite ready for the for the year and, and going back to work um not this week but last week um it felt good you know um, good. yeah we did get some up to some other stuff we took ruby to the the coast for a little coast trip which oh, yeah. was nice i haven't really taken ruby to the beach before so that was um that was actually really fun because she was a bit scared of the water and we just went to casey beach in in bateman's bay which is like really close to the the center and is um a very placid beach. Like it, the waves are very gentle, you know, it's like a good beach for kids, you know, mm. but she was quite scared of the surf still, but we managed to actually encourage her to get into the surf with us. And like, and actually she was getting quite brave and we we're like holding her and like, as the waves came in, we'd like lift her up so she could like sort of like yeah. jump over them kind of thing. And, but not really like they were smashing her in her chest and she's getting it all over her face, but she was just laughing. Yeah. And I May was, like, was yes. the same way. May was really into the water actually. Um, I, I suppose mm. sometimes blind, like sight impaired kids are like super apprehensive mm. and sometimes they just feel water around them and go, I'm going to run into that. Yeah, you go, no yeah. wait, stop, don't, <laughs> you need to grab them quick. Yeah. Like they don't always like apply the, the apprehension when it's, when it's yeah, right. They, yeah. 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 They, they think, ah, oh, this water around my, my, my ankles is, is funny and fun. I'm going to go run more towards the water. <laughs> But she, she loved it last year. I feel yeah. super bad that we haven't been able to take her this year. But mm. there's been mm. so many bushfire affected areas down at the well, coast. Well, we were worried about going, you know. And in mm. fact, the trip was quite eye-opening because we got to see the Clyde, the mountain. Mm. Which is like, for people who aren't familiar, to get to the to get to get the, the um, south coast from Canberra, you have to trip, go over this mountain. Which is, it's kind of covered in sort of like temperate rainforest. Yeah. Like there's beautiful ferns and, and it's thick thick forest you know and there's, and, um, there's like single uh laneway to get down and up and like it there's usually big hairpin queues, turns yeah it's quite a, it's called the clyde yeah and it's it's not a fun mountain to drive on but it's beautiful scenery you know hmm. but my goodness it was so strange going there because the it, it's all been burnt out 
like huge sections of the forest that just they're um, just gone. They well, you, the trees are still standing hmm. because gum trees are they they love they actually like fire. It's what they're hmm. designed to evolve to. Sorry, yeah. Um, hey, well, <laughs> that's a matter of opinion. Um, anyway, they evolved. They evolved, listeners, to, to um. To resist fire, right? Hmm. Um, or at least to, like, replenish themselves after fire. So what you see yeah. is just all these gum trees standing, but then all the undergrowth is gone, and it just looks very ghostly, and yeah. nothing at all like it normally it normally does. It was quite surreal. Um, but the actual time down there was great. I think I think the people at, at, at Bateman's Bay are actually just really appreciative of people coming, because, like, tourism is their, is their bread and butter. Yeah, and, of um, course, a lot of Canberrans wouldn't have come down there for the, like, the, the busy period this year, right. because well, they, 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 they closed They closed the road, and so yeah. it opened a week before we went down, and Joe was like, let's go, and, and this was on Australia Day weekend, mm. and I was a bit apprehensive about it, but decided to go, and, um, yeah, it was, it was a lovely little trip. We took it to the beach, like I said, we had fish and chips for lunch, went back to the beach for more, like, we had a second swimming trip, because we were just loving it so much. And then we went and got ice cream and then went home. That sounds nice. Nice little day trip, you know? That was probably the most sort of holiday thing I did. The mo- the majority of the time I had on leave, I bummed around the house in my pajamas and played video games and stuff. You would have loved that. Yeah, it was, it so, was okay, really good. So, okay. So, here's yeah, the here's the thing. Yeah. Game Life Balance Australia. Okay. What games did you play? Well, the mainly, I've still been plugging away at Monster Boy, and I haven't finished that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but about halfway through the leave, my leave, I remembered, oh, there's this thing that I should get called Xbox Game Pass for Windows which is um, like a subscription service for um, PC games, essentially. I mean, it's, it's, it's Game Pass, the same thing you can get on your Xbox One. Yeah. Um, but for Windows. So uh, you got that, did you? Yeah. So and it, the thing is, because it's in beta right now, they're giving it away. It's a dollar to join mm-hmm. for a month. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's Netflix for games, essentially. Like you pay a dollar and then you pay, I think you pay $5 every, every subsequent month. And it just gives you a library of games. The library is nowhere near as vast as Steam's, but it's like got a lot of popular games, modern games that came out recently and some classics as well that you can just download and play. And of course, you don't own them and yada, 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 all that crap. But after you played them, it's... But like, you know, how often do you actually want to like keep playing a game over and like come back to it year after year? Like there's only a few games that are like that. In this Um, day and age, I would agree. Yeah. Like if there's... A lot of the physical games mm. I bought were for the PS4, like the the PSVR. Yeah. Recently, uh, like I would, I think if I got really hooked on one of these games, I would go back and buy, and buy it. You know, I would buy it on Steam or or, or wherever. But mm. um, this is a great service for a like a PC gamer on a budget, which is basically me. Yeah. So um, I downloaded um, Outer Worlds, and that's the game I've been, or the Outer Worlds. Oh, is that uh, Bethesda? It's no, but it's Bethesda like. It's very Bethesda esque. It's basically one of those games, but uh, by a okay. different group of people. Who, who made it? I don't know, because I remember seeing it's the footage of it and thinking just, it looks like a Bethesda game. This mob worked for Bethesda, and they made Fall, they made one of the Fallout games. They uh, made Fallout New Vegas, okay. which is a popular... Some people consider the best Fallout game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a sci-fi... It's a sci-fi one of those. So you walk around in first person, and you do missions and you shoot things and when you talk to people it zooms in on their face you know like it's it's, <laughs> it's totally one of those games so yeah. how far did you get through that game um i'm still playing through it um i fell off a little bit in the last week or so i think since i've gone back to work i've been playing it less yeah um yeah I but that feeling i'm i want to say that halfway through it's a people say it's a limited experience like it's nowhere near as huge as a game like skyrim or fallout which makes me like happy to hear that because i, I love those games but i 
don't have the patience or time to play through like two hours of yeah. so it's fun i will say it suffers from a lot of those uh, people were reviewing it with a lot of glowing terms like oh they finally got it right this is the bethesda game that bethesda should have made and it's not made by bethesda like that you know that kind of well can thing. you can you mob this game i don't know I because that's the like that's one of the quintessential bethesda experiences they release a mm. game it's great everyone has a good time and mm. then people figure out how to mod it and then it know. just gives the game a lot of extra life i wonder i'm not actually i haven't looked into that i'm still sort of interested in the in the vanilla game itself but i'm not actually sure whether you could mod it it is small i suppose you could mod it to make it bigger but um the the game itself is pretty cool like you're um the, the plot is is kind of clever i don't want to spoil it but you're um you're um released from like a like a floating ship full of um like cry- cryogenically frozen people you mm-hmm. know by this guy who's like he's he sees himself as like a freedom fighter but the government sees him as this terrorist and he frees you and sends you to this planet to like you know help him rescue the other people who are frozen on the ship anyway um the game sort of has this cool little beats that reminds me of like a like a sci-fi movie or something like the your first step is to fix your ship and then once you fix your ship you have this like cool ship with like ai that like talks to you and stuff and then you recruit a crew of people it has a bit of like um mass effect vibes i guess you're okay. you, you're filling your ship full of this like crew of oddballs you know um and you sort of meet them out in the world and talk to them help them with their problems and then they like offer to come with you or you offer to you offer them a role on the ship kind of thing it's got like firefly vibes a bit it's got that kind of like it's not like a space western but it has that like dirty space like yeah, star like wars lived in it's yeah. a lived in world it's not like just purely created mm-hmm. here you are everything's new fantastic and everything works it's kind of like people mm. live here things work sometimes things don't work you know mm. but they're used to it whatever yeah and it's very kind of like dystopian like the first mission area is like this is colony that's made by a corporation and it's just this horrible this corporation sucks and like they make people's lives miserable and um and there's this like this group of people from that colony that have gone off and started their own they like basically fled Hmm. and started their own society you know um so it's got that kind of dystopian vibe i'm enjoying it i think the the i will say some nice things about it like the characters are really well rounded and the, the dialogue is very good the dialogue interactions are actually probably probably the best i've seen in one of these games okay um, so this is a game that can have like s- different endings. Apparently, you can take the game. Apparently, you can take the game in very wildly different directions. Mm. That's what I've heard. Um, Whether that just means like there are basically two a good and a bad ending at, at the end of it. I don't know. know. It, might, it might all weave back together. Are you are you trying to be a good guy here, or is it of. is it just very shades of grey sort of? You There's can, lots of moral choices you can make, but it doesn't have like a good bad meter. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to be like pragmatic. Like I take care of my crew, but I'm kind of all about the money to everyone else. Like I'm, you know, I'm not like, a, I'm not like just going out there helping people with their problems. I'm mm. after money and my own affairs. Oh, man's got to eat. But I'll help my, my own crew. Are like my, like I love my crew and so I'll, I'll help them and I'll do stuff for them and stuff you like fam, that, fam, you sure. know, but, yeah. but everyone else can get screwed, but it has a lot of the same problems that these other, um, like Skyrim-y or Fallout-y kind of games have where it's a silly, it sounds silly to complain about, but the one thing that's really ruining my enjoyment of this game is my quest log is too full of quests. I have too many quests. Too like, much to people do? people keep giving me quests, you know? Um, and it's overwhelming and it takes away from some of the immersion of the game because the game is really great at making you feel like a space captain and like it's very immersive. But when you've got 
when you realize that you've been like working on these three quests and this guy gave you a quest like a month ago and it's saying, and it's just, I'll oh, go get me a poster or something simple like that. And you've been ignoring it. Hmm. It, it, it sort of ruins this, the feeling that this is a real place and this is a real world with real people. And you realize that it's just this laundry list of things you've got to tick off, you know? Um, it even got to this point where I'm actively trying to avoid getting new quests, but even then people still give me them. Like there was this yeah. guy who was like, I got a, uh, this thing you gotta help me and I was like no no thanks and he's like oh maybe some other time and it still put the quest in my log uh, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah that happens in Zelda a lot at least yeah. like in Zelda Breath of the Wild it does kind of like partition them out between like what's, what's mission critical and like what's a side quest and stuff like that to certain yeah extent. they do it does a good job of showing you what's a side quest what's a what's like a quest for your team like your crew it, it breaks them all down but I still, I, I think it's my own fault in a way. Like I should have probably just been more focused um, and not talked to every single NPC. Cool. But um, like I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep going with it for a bit. I'm just worried that I'm starting to lose my luster for it. Yeah, um, that does happen, especially with people like us these and days. It's a game that it's, it's very familiar. It's, it's a lot like a lot of games I've already played. I mean, that, that's the you thing. Know? Like, it's 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 like the the game that Bethesda should have made, and it's like, yeah, it's very much like a Bethesda game. That doesn't mean I want to sink my entire life into it like yeah. you have played there's nothing like mm-hmm. there might be new stuff in there but it's not like a completely new experience it's it's got some cool things i think mm. it's the characters and the in the um interactions between the characters that are really what makes that game good so i will report back yeah i'd love that. to hear it and uh I, I do believe you have a quiz for me done too and see i haven't been slacking this whole time even away i've been making this quiz excellent <laughs> Okay, you've actually got a quiz. Yeah. Now, I may have been slightly exaggerating when I said that I've been preparing this quiz for, like, months. Because I think we we front-loaded a bunch of recordings just before I left. Yeah. And I think you released some sporadically during December. Yeah. But it's effectively been, like, a month and a half or mm-hmm. two months since we've actually recorded anything. Yeah. So, basically, what I'm telling you is that I pulled this quiz out of my ass today in the last minute. Awesome. Love so, it. Okay, but that's so, true game life balance. It's a proper game life balance yep, Australia that, quiz. That's right. Um, okay, AC, you tried to guess this earlier and you got close, but um, this is a quiz about movie licensed games. Mm. Okay. So this is a very... I guessed it was going to be animals and video games or mm. cats and dogs in video games. Yeah, you wouldn't have been fun. And that would have been a good quiz. Perhaps a better quiz than this. <laughs> because I'm a little worried this might not be very good. But anyway, let's, no, no. let's push ahead. Let's all draw on. So the way this works is I read out the name of a movie... A movie. And you, and you tell me whether there's a game for that movie. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So, um, 10 questions. Very easy. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of this quiz. Um, yeah. And if you give me time, I can probably even look up what those games actually are. I didn't write that down because that would take too long. Um, all right. AC, question number one. Mm-hmm. Is there a game based on the uh, delightful movie Ants by Woody Allen. Yes, there is. Ants with a Z. Yes, there is. Correct. And there are in fact two games based on that movie. <laughs> is one of them a Game Boy Advance game? One's a Game Boy Advance game yep. and one is a racing game for like, I want to say PlayStation. Mm, that sounds about right. I remember the Game Boy Advance game <laughs> existing. Um, I don't think I've played it yep, though. Yeah, so that that is a real thing. Okay. That is a real thing. Um, all right, so AC, uh, the next question. Is there a game based on... Dirty Harry 
Oh, um, Dirty Harry, the famous Clint Eastwood movie where he shoots a guy and says, yeah, punk, something or other. There's like Godfather games and all that. I think I want to say there was one planned by like for the PS2. I don't know if it actually came out, though. Okay, I need a definitive answer. here. All right. I'm going to say no. You are wrong. There is a Dirty Harry game, 1990. It came out for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Really? Uh, believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I um, have not heard of that game. Yeah. I, wait, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's right. 1990, apparently. So quite late. Came huh. North America, December 14, 1990. So, you know, the right... The peak the peak of Dirty Harry craze. The you craze, know, from the 70s. Dirty Harry craze, you know. Everyone was loving it. Um, apparently... Okay. He has to shoot drug dealers. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. I mean, you know, NES, like, it's just such a weird franchise to release on there. Dirty Harry 1990. Sure, okay. Okay, AC. This is a a good one. Is there a game based on The Godfather Part 2? No. In fact, there is. Really? Yes, it was released in 2009. Again, the peak oh, thirty five years after the okay. movie, <laughs> because there was like I, there was a Godfather game. I remember like, oh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow, you're really tripping me up with these. So um, maybe I'm maybe I don't know about video games as much as I thought I did, which was very little actually. There you go. Yeah, it came out in two thousand and nine for the uh, PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Was received poorly. It's received poorly. So in other words, it came out. It was forgotten very quickly. No, it was a sequel to Godfather One. So they made that they made Godfather. I do know that they made a Godfather One video game. Yeah, and then they were like, "Well, that went badly. Let's make another." See, this is why I didn't. <laughs> this is why I thought you were tripping me up with the Godfather Two, yeah. and then it turns out it was a trick of a trick. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. AC. Now this is a favorite of mine. Not 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 the movie, but the thing that the movie is based on. Let alone the game. God forbid that I would like the game if there is such a game. Okay, now I'm confused. Yep, go ahead. Aeon Flux. The oh. uh, the film that is based on that weird cartoon. Oh, was there a game for that? Is there a game based on the movie Aeon Flux? Not oh, the movie. Yes, there was. Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah, not the cartoon, but the movie. There yes. was one. That's right. It's 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 the game based on the movie based on the cartoon. Yo. Um that couldn't have ended well because a game based on that cartoon like having a cel-shaded game in the PS2 era mm. that would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. That game received average reviews. <laughs> okay. Well, average is better than bad reviews, I suppose. Yeah. So there you go. Alan Flux. Um, I just like thinking about Alan Flux. Sometimes yeah. I, like, I think about that I cartoon saw, and I'm like, yeah. I was... saw the theme to Liquid Television the other day. Yeah. That's, a, that's an awesome theme, number one. Number yes. two, yeah. Aeon Flux was like one of the best things about that. That and Stick Figure Theatre were my favourites. Um, I mean, that's where Beavis and Butthead got its start. I think with so. With Frog Baseball. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Liquid Television, man. Damn. Question five. Is there a game based on Love Actually? No. Love Actually, the classic I do not British so. rom com. I know Love Actually. It would have it would have been prime in the era of PS2, I suppose, but mm-hmm. I don't think there was. You are correct. No one made a game about Love Actually. Yet. That's an untapped market. <laughs> <laughs> Get into- Look, 
I'm not saying that it's impossible because I'm just trying to think of what that would be. It would be like okay, in one uh, level, well, because because <laughs> it's each, like multi levels, different well, levels, different. Well, I mean, they're all different types of love, so they'd be all different types of mini games. Yeah, it would be mini games. Basically, yeah. a mini game collection. A mini game like, collection, like, kind of like imagining like Super Star Wars. You know, like diff- very different bits. You know that you do. I mean, like you know, you're chasing someone to the airport to get to the girl who plays yeah. the drums or whatever. Yeah. And there's another one where you're trying to avoid uh, Emma Thompson's fiery yeah. You have death to stare. You have, I don't to, know. you have to buy uh, you have to buy like jewelry for that slutty chick at the office without your wife figuring it out, kind of thing. <laughs> um, um, you're the porn actor, and you got to get the right amount of thrusts in, like a rhythm game. <laughs> yeah. That would totally work as a rhythm uh, game. I'm just saying. Oh god! And then, and then, like the whole part where the dude goes to America and meets those chicks is like yeah. a like a um like a dating oh, sim. Oh, like oh my god! Like leisure leisure suit. Leisure suit. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, could, yeah. Look, okay. we've, we've got this, Rob. Sounds, we've got this, Robbie. Sounds not actually awful. All right. <laughs> this is like not let's not publish this podcast and instead work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, question: We want to give our great ideas away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get the rights to like. Uh, a whole bunch of like totally famous people, uh-huh. some of which are dead. <laughs> yeah. Yes, unfortunately. And try and publish that in the year of our law, two thousand. I can uh, I can do a possible 20. Alan Rickman impression. I'm sure we'll be fine. Oh, I'm Alan Rickman. Harry Potter. I'm afraid I'm going to have to jump off the edge of the building now. I hope my wife. I can't actually remember what he sounds like. I want to fuck this random girl at work, but my wife will find out. Um, that's, that's exactly Here's how she did. Exactly. Now I'm going into the Queen impression. Exactly. We all go here today to learn the horrible news that Alan Rickman <laughs> is a dirty slut. Oh no! The Queen found out I'm a slut. Nobody understands what you're saying, sir. All right. Okay. Enough. Please remove your truncheon. <laughs> this is the your. This is everyone's. This is your home. The internet's home for mocking dead people. <laughs> oh God! It's true. It's true. We've mocked so many dead people. It's we just need dead. like Queen Elizabeth to die, and then like we totally have. have yeah. We'd have a, like a whole set. It's like the trifle. It's like the hat trick. Um, question six. AC. Question six. Okay. Is there, a, is there a game based on the Flintstones? Now, not the cartoon, but the classic 1994... Uh, <laughs> classic 1994... I can't even finish the sentence. Live-action movie starring John Goodman. Uh, is there a game based on that? No. You would be wrong. There is a 1994 game by, made by Ocean, of course. Video game. Uh, Adaptation that, of the live action film. Because I have like a, an actual Flintstones game. Yeah. But not the one with John Goodman in it. No. <laughs> no. I, 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 you know what? If you told me, if you said leaving, no, what is it? Leaving Rock Vegas or whatever it was. Yeah. Or, like yeah. the sequel to <laughs> that. Sequel that it had none of the famous people in it. I would have yeah. said, yeah, there's totally a licensed game for that shit. But for that movie. Oh, man. I have no memory. What was it for? SNES? It was or for something? the. Yes, you're right. It's for the SNES. It was a, it was published by Ocean. Yeah, well, Ocean. Yeah, I mean, they they did like the Adams Family yeah. movie and stuff like that. So they had a lot of these. Um, yeah, British company, I think. Okay, it's a two D platformer. That's all it says. Um, Next Generation reviewed the SNES version of the game, rating it three stars out of five, Oof. and stated that the game brackets as the movie close brackets could have used more innovation, but it looks good and plays well. Really. So yeah. So it couldn't. It might not actually be that bad. It's like it's like a passable thing. Okay. 
Cool. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, okay, three all. There you what go. You got, right, what you question seven. Question seven, AC. Shit's getting real. Is there a game based on Fight Club? Yes. Correct. There is a game based on Fight Club. That Which weirded- is totally contrary to that- what Fight Club actually stands yeah, for. Yeah, that weirded me out to learn that. PS2 game. Yep. Yeah. And and none of, no one wanted anything to do with it, but they got the rights and they did it. It's a fighting game. Yeah, it is. Well, of course it is. But I mean... Weird. And it's terrible. I've played it. It's just... It's like... It goes against everything that Fight Club is about. I wonder like what Chuck commercialism. Palaniak. Did Chuck Palahniuk approve? Did he give it his seal of approval? Thumbs up. Um, he He's laughing to the bank, that guy. Uh, so yes, there was a Fight Club game. Question eight. Was there a game based on... The Extraordinary Adventures of Baron Munchausen. The famous Terry Gilliam movie. Well, not famous, like cult hit. The Terry, what? The who now? The, uh, you haven't ever seen it? No. Uh, you got to check this out. The Extraordinary Adventures of Baron Munchausen. I have no memory of the, whatever the hell this is whatsoever. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good movie. Um, it's, it's do, a, do, you, do you have a, a poster for me? I can show you it. You'll probably just be like, what? Um, when, when did it come out? Uh, like early 90s, I want to say. This isn't this isn't Time Bandits. It's a movie that should have been one of our like childhood favourites, but because it wasn't very well received, it didn't. No, it didn't um, come out much in Australia. Australia was kind of like the arse end of everything. It, Australia kind of acted like a filter to the rest of the world. Yeah, uh, where, where we got a whole bunch of good stuff and weird stuff, but not necessarily like mediocre or bad stuff. Like bad stuff, obviously kept through on, uh, crept through, on VHS. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, like, what we should have thought of as classics and, and like, childhood favourites. Like, I don't know anyone who ever saw there The Wizard. There we go. Like, the, the, that's the poster. Mario 3 ga- uh, movie. Okay, alright, show me. Oh, no, that's too low quality. <laughs> I don't care, just show me. Um, that. Oh, I've seen that poster before, yeah, I'm going to say no. No games were based off that. No video or, games based on that? Or if they were, they would have been for the Amiga. You're correct. There are no games based on the extraordinary adventures of Baron Munchausen. Which is weird, because that game would that movie would be way better for a game than like Fight Club. So Yeah. I don't know. What's um, it about? What's the what's the plot of that? It's movie? like it's like a f- weird, imaginative, slightly surreal fantasy movie where mm-hmm. he like tells stories about his extraordinary adventures and like goes to the moon and does all this stuff and and okay. um, meets all these strange strange people. Um like, it sounds like the kind like of... Like a Sinbad the Sailor thing. Kind of like a... Like but a, more of a parody. But like a parody and it's got like Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's got... it's got really? It's got some really weird cameos. Yeah. Um, I yeah. kind of want to see this. I just have no memory of this game... Of this movie or this property it's, existing whatsoever. Yeah, it's one of those things where I only learned about it when I was in my like 20s. And I was like, how did I not know about this movie? Hmm. How did no one tell me? Okay. Uh, um, yep, question... So that. Uh, question nine? Question nine, yeah. Alright, question number nine. Similar vein. Um, is there a game based on Monty Python's The Meaning of Life? Mm. Oh, yes. MS-DOS game? You would be correct. There is actually a game based on... I don't know how they did it or what it is. I'll look it up now because I'm really curious. Um... I want to say that it was an MS-DOS game, but that could have been another Monty Python property. Oh, oh yeah. It's it's PC game. Okay. It's an adventure game. Yep. Um, loosely based on the 83 film of the same name. Makes sense. You travel through different stages of life while collecting items. Is it a platformer? 
Um, or just point and click. Point and or, click adventure. Okay. Um, that's weird. I mean, better. That's probably like the best you could get out of that. It's actually like sounds like people kind of enjoyed it. It says it was very surreal and like weird and illogical and like deliberately fucking with you kind of thing. Like, oh, okay. I like that. I kind of want yeah. to see like a playthrough of that. I don't think I want to play it myself, but I kind of want to see a playthrough of it. I have the vaguest memory of someone mentioning that that exists. And as you know, my brain is just filled with random facts about video games. So wow. I'm glad that that is out there somewhere. For whatever it's worth. Yeah, that weirded me out. I thought, that's such a strange movie to make a game about. Yeah, it is. No, um, totally. And, and it would have been made way after the fact as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. It was, yes, very long after um, after that film came out. All right, last one, AC. Last one. Mm-hmm. Question 10. Is there a game based on Plan 9 from Outer Space? No. Actually. Oh, no. No, you said it. No, I said... Oh, I, no, it's too it. quick. You no, okay. no, no, no. You got this one. This is all yours. Uh, there is a game. It's a point-and-click adventure game released in 1992 um, for the Amiga and the Atari ST and then a DOS version came out. You know what? I reckon I've seen gameplay of the Atari ST version of all versions. Yeah, right. I mean, look, who would do this? It's obviously... Um, I mean, it sounds like something a British person would do. You know what? You're probably right. Gremlin Graphics. Are they from Britain? Sheffield. Yep. <laughs> fucking called it. <laughs> fucking called it. I picked that one like a fucking Only dirty a nose. Palmer would, yep. would do such a thing. Yeah, look... I just, sometimes you just know that these obscure properties that, that, that people can license and get their hands on. Oh my on. god. So the plot is like a fourth wall breaking thing where... Um, the producer of the film notices that the film has been stolen by Bella Lugosi's body double. <laughs> and then you must carry out an epic search of the location where Plan 9 was filmed to oh, find no, the missing reels. No. Is that is that based off the movie or is that just like a, a like a, an existential fourth wall breaking yeah, I think it's mental legit- breakdown? I think it's I th- yeah, I think it's the latter. <laughs> no, no. I I'll totally award you that point because Halfway through saying that, I went, wait a minute, there's the vaguest memory in the back of my mind that when I was a film student, someone was telling me, yeah, there's a game about this. Mm. Because there is a game about Manos, the Hand of Fate. Right. The platformer that you and I have played. Yes, that's right. They wouldn't even release it on Steam. It was like released on Dog or something like that. It had to come out on like... um yeah, what was that? Ichio or whatever? Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. And that game was kind of fun. Yes. I don't know if they actually... I remember we got, we got, got the to rights like, to that, though. We got up to a level where we were flying in a plane, and I was like, what even is this game? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was weird. It was a shooter. Like, yeah. we were, it was a platform, and then it was a shooter. So, yes, uh, it, went, it went places. Okay, so it's six to me, four to you. Yeah, so you just scraped through there. I did. I just got through that one alive. So I'm glad, because I, I thought that quiz was going to be like a like a landslide. You would get them all right or all wrong or something like that. Oh, uh, look, as I said, there's, there's things in my brain that kind of tickle me sometimes, mm. and I, because I love reading about history of games and obscure things and stuff like that mm, mm. um and occasionally even playing games <laughs> sometimes you play sometimes games. occasionally yeah. but the thing is that I like books honestly it's <laughs> the thing is that my game is my game my brain is so full of weird ass facts that i just don't remember all of them mm, i just mm. it's just completely full Anyway, I think that's going to do it for today. We we ran a little long today. Well, we, um, we haven't been recording for a while. We've hardly seen each other. Oh, you know, yeah, it's 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 true. There's some thing 
called the Gun and Geek Network that we're part of. Oh, yeah, that. Let me just uh, not at all scramble to pull up the Gun and Geek Network promo reels, I see. I'll, I'll, I'll totally read the promo reels. Uh, the Gun and Geek Network is a geeky network full of geeky people who do geeky things this, regarding geeks. It's asking me for my password. How dare you? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> do you even know your password? You know we don't have to do this. We can just, like, sign out early this time. We do, you know what? Yeah, we're under no obligation. No. We do it because we're nice. Yeah. You know? We are nice. We're very nice. We're nice I think, people. The thing we have to do is put that reel at the front. Yeah. That's the thing we can I, I think we might actually call it for a night here because Rob is looking very, very tight and he's getting his password wait, wrong. Wait, wait. Maybe. Wait, maybe. Wait. I'm, I'm in. I'm in, AC. Okay. I hacked the web. Do you want to hear a promo read? <laughs> so long as it's a quick one. Quick one. All right. All right. This, this, is, this is a quick one. This is a quickie. Mm-hmm. I, know this is, I know this is recent. Because at the top of the list, above uh, the last episode that I bothered to update, for us. So, <laughs> do you like... Hey, AC. Yeah. Hey, hey Andrew AC Yoshimura. Yeah. Do you know about the Disney Plus? Well, they've got this show called The Mandalorian. What people are talking about, it's got a cute, like, Yoda baby in it or something, I think. Um, it's, I'm just lying. I've seen it. I've seen the whole thing. And you, I, uh, really? Yeah. It was, you have Disney Plus? I do have Disney Plus. Did you watch The Gummy Bears? No, but I will. Fuck you. I've been too busy watching The Simpsons. I don't care. In like a weird widescreen format. Yeah, don't. That cuts no, out the... don't. That's not how you watch The Simpsons. I'm sorry. You watch it with a strange man in a Japanese apartment. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how I watch The Simpsons. I am the strange man and it is a Japanese... Anyway. You get, you get a big bottle of booze. Um, anyway, so there's this show called The Mandalorian, right? What has a you baby? You get a man, Yoda. you get a DeLorean, you, they make love, and you, and you get a baby Yoda. That's right. That's right. I was kicked off a Disney forum for saying that. <laughs> but of course, like, like the man had a giant dick and the DeLorean like had a giant... Anyway. So yeah, you can, if you want to learn about that, that show, like say you've, say you've watched it and you've got, I've got thoughts. I want to hear what other people's thoughts are about, about the Mandalorian. Well, you can go to a show that is called Sci-Fi Sunday. Sci-Fi Sunday. You can check out Sci-Fi Sunday on the Gunner Geek Network. Did you need to say that three times? Like Sci-Fi Sunday, Sci-Fi Sunday, Sci-Fi Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) Uh, Racing, racing, racing. Yeah. So um, check that out. And and the promo copy says, I'm so disorganized this week. I'm so sorry. David, Mike, and Teresa, or Teresa, break down their thoughts on the first season of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus and what they think it means. For the future of Star Wars. Mm. It means that whatever they did in this past season has got a lot more better press than whatever the fuck they did with that last movie. <laughs> I didn't even bother seeing it. I'm just over Star Wars. You I done? You tapped out? Uh, I don't give a fuck. Uh, like, I was never really a big Star Wars fan, but mm. I saw like I saw the, the episode 7 and mm-hmm. then I saw episode 8 and I went, episode 8? did some interesting things mm. like and they did they went some places that like i thought star wars wouldn't go and i went that's fine that's good mm. like good good on you for changing it up i don't care that much either way and then everyone complained about it and they went back to like the the, the true basic like most audience happy moments apparently i haven't even seen it and i just went yeah whatever i just don't care anymore yeah. i just don't i think care. the problem with all these movies honestly and all this franchises these days is that they're so conscious of what everyone is saying about them. Yeah. They're so conscious. They're like reading the forums. They're reading what everyone's little opinion is. And that's how you get like the fixed Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Not the, the weird demented one that we were going to get. If we'd all just held our tongues. I, I kind of want to retard Sonic. We would have gotten like fucked up Sonic. Okay. So here's the thing. Like as much <laughs> as everyone hates the prequels and everyone does hate the prequels mm. unless you were a kid and grew up with them, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, the thing is what you got, you got a guy 
mm. with stupid money mm. who wanted to tell a story his mm. way with no interference. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. At least at that point, whether you like George Lucas or not, you got pure Star Wars. You got pure Lucas. You got, you got pure-, pure Lucas there. <laughs> yeah. And I think as time went on, people have kind of come around to the fact that like George Lucas was he's kind of a genius, but kind of not. Maybe not the best at like writing romantic plot lines and stuff yeah, like that. So. But at least what you got there was officially canon. Mm. And then after it was bought off him, it's like, well, yeah, I'm not sure what these Disney guys know and yeah, platitudes and you and know they, what? It's, I don't just don't care that much. I don't. Yeah, I'm not that invested. I mean, I loved his. I loved Star Wars growing up, but I don't. I don't have this like feeling of ownership over it. No, I mean, nobody yeah. can ever take those first three movies away from you. Yeah, if you grew up with them, they you still have them. They're all good. You can get the original trilogy, good quality on Laserdisc if you really need them. Yeah. I've liked some of the recent Star Wars stuff. I haven't seen Solo. People tell me to stay away from that. I've, I haven't um, seen any of the extra ones. I saw um, Rogue One. That was good. Yeah. I liked Rogue One. Um, I Episode 8, I thought, was not as fun as Episode 7. I'm going to say that. I didn't enjoy it as much. I was like, this seems like a weird sort of like step in the wrong direction somehow I really wish they'd made Luke Skywalker more like Grandpa Simpson <laughs> well I tied a lightsaber to my belt which was the style on Coruscant at the time <laughs> well where was I oh yeah there's this guy Palpatine who said he was going to take over the Senate <laughs> and I was like there is no Imperial Senate so I tied a lightsaber to my belt which was the style at the time <laughs> I wouldn't have minded that so much. Um, but look, you don't want to hear my my opinions about Star Wars. You want to hear the Sci-Fi Sunday crew's t- opinions about yeah. Star Wars, right? Because they're they, way more they, qualified than us. Well, yeah. Apparently. What's a Star Wars? <laughs> so go check that out. And while you're doing it, AC, why not also listen to our sister show in the US, which is also a member of the Gunner Geek Network. Do they exist anymore? Uh, I'm pretty sure Cody's dead. I think so. He's like a flesh puppet. I think that... I think Here's my theory. Jonathan Ho- Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> Uncle Stabo. Uncle Stabo. Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin <laughs> is languishing in a Mexican jail, awaiting his inevitable execution. You know what? Uh, He's probably loving a Mexican jail over having to record with Cody. <laughs> anyway, you fuckers better record an episode if you listen to this. Because uh-huh. otherwise we're gonna we're gonna like reprimand certain bits of your equipment and possibly an anatomy. <laughs> Jeez, that sounded like we were talking about. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes. We'll yeah, I, ba- I basically said that and then I confirmed that. <laughs> so uh, you can follow me at ProTelly on uh, Twitter and our official feed is at GLB Australia. Mm-hmm. That was making a tremendous comeback last year and then mm-hmm. it dropped off the face of the earth. Yes, something happened. Yeah. I think... Chad's reanimated corpse has uh, fallen into a heap, apparently. <laughs> give us a positive review, although at this stage, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> Do what you want. Go, you know what? Go on there and give us a fucking negative review. These guys are a bunch of dicks. They told us to go kill Queen Elizabeth. I just want to know that there's signs of life. I just want yeah, to see that someone... We just want to see anything, listening. anyone out there at all. It's just like listening to us. <laughs> Oh, Report us to the fucking FBI. That'd be no. Wait, don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that. I love the federal press inspectors. I love.
bouncing here and there and everywhere <laughs> with bras that can't compare. They are the booby bears. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for saving it. <laughs>